0: We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and
6: DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Fire and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Fire for 56-1 to odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call
7: 1-800-GAMBLER. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com.
5: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
6: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. This is Straight Fire for Monday, November 22nd. Listen, it was a long, long Sunday in the NFL. I hope everybody had a great, great Sunday. Listen, the picks have been money the last two weeks. College was eh. That we did hit on Utah, Oregon. It was just a great weekend in sports. My son participated in a uh, club basketball tournament. They won their first championship, so he was thrilled. I was, of course, trying to watch NFL while also watching his game. Uh, it was just an awesome weekend, and now Thanksgiving break is upon us. We don't even know our Thanksgiving schedule. Um, I'm a workaholic. I'm kind of obsessed with the podcast and sports, and you know the drill. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have a lot of podcast interviews this week. We'll have probably take one day off maybe two we'll see a uh, big interview tomorrow I think you guys are really gonna like that but we have to start this podcast with holy stuff holy I don't even I I, I words that I, I'm struggling to get out of my mouth not about Survivor not about a thrilling fantasy win but about the Chargers Steelers game that was complete bonkers Sunday night I, folks I I, I start rooting for the Chargers because now we live in Los Angeles. And, yeah, I still root for the Rams. My Jets are my team, obviously. But rooting for the Chargers is, like, not healthy for you. I mean, they have so many wild swings. I I jotted down some notes. Uh, I'm watching the game. You know, my mom's in town. We're watching the game. I got the kids, uh, the wife. And I'm flipping out over this fantasy game. But Chargers are in total control. And then the meltdown begins. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but... There were 41 points scored in the fourth quarter alone. The Chargers just kept handing the ball back to Pittsburgh. It's like they didn't want to win. I mean, listen, I know Justin Herbert. I have a man crush on him. I was totally gassing him up earlier this year, and he had some struggling moments. He was unbelievable, just unreal on Sunday night. Now, there was no T.J. Watt against him, and the Steelers— um, looked pretty much dead for most of that game until the Chargers, you know, had the punt blocked and then on the next possession had a ball ricochet off and helmet for an interception and then the failure on fourth and fourth down. It was just like one after another, like, oh my gosh, are they going to blow this? But Herbert delivers late drama. Steelers probably not going to make the playoffs now, although you kind of knew that heading in. They're just in a perilous spot. They're not a good football team. Um, but what's even crazier and we're going to really hammer them later because I know the Bills Mafia is is really nervous and sketched out. If the season ended today, obviously it doesn't. The Buffalo Bills would be the seventh seed in the playoffs. Seventh. It was a couple weeks ago we were talking about, oh, home field advantage. You're going to have to go through the Bills Mafia and the table-jumping yahoos in the snow in January and February. Buffalo's on the march are going to be the number one seed. Like. I, I'm going to get to the Bills in a sec, but I'm just telling you right now, their schedule, they could miss the playoffs. Buffalo, that's how sketchy they are right now. I know Bills fans are panicking, but I thought after Chargers-Steelers, which kind of rebounded and saved a, what was an ugly day of football. A lot of not good contests, non-competitive games. Uh, Chiefs-Cowboys was was like supposed to be the big marquee game. Remember we talked about that total It started at like 55. It went up to, I think, to 57. Everybody and their mom and their dad and their dog were betting the over. And, of course, it was a defensive game. And you're watching that, and I don't think you can have any takeaway other than the Kansas City Chiefs have become a defensive football team. They are now winning games with their defense, and the offense is the big question mark. And and it's unbelievable how this flips the NFL season, has been just chaos, which we love. I think that's why everybody loves it. We talked about this last Monday. But if you look closely at the Chiefs, and I've, I I started to do a deep dive as the Steelers were getting smashed on Sunday night. They went from being a historically bad defense, could not stop a nosebleed, everybody going up and down the field on them. It was halftime against the Titans when they were down, I think, 27-0, that they did not let the Titans score in the second half. The next game they came out, and they really you know, largely were good defensively. I think that was against the Giants. And, you know, you keep looking and you pull on that thread a little more and you're like, okay, they they held Jordan Love in check. Eh, not that impressive. All right, they bottled up Derek Carr and the Raiders, who are obviously a mess. Look at the, what happened against the Bengals. And you can make all these excuses that, well, the Chiefs got lucky. And you could even say, well, Dallas was missing Amari Cooper because he's not vaccinated. And now he's got to miss two games. Um, and then CeeDee Lamb hits his head on the turf of scary stuff, and he got a concussion. He was knocked out, and Zeke was out for a little bit, and it's like, ah, oh, they're missing everybody. Tyron Smith didn't play. And you can make these excuses, but then the problem is you can make that excuse for almost any team in the league. That's why we love the NFL. There's just madness happening everywhere, and all of a sudden the Chiefs are like bottling up the Cowboys offense. I saw a stat that the Cowboys had scored two or more touchdowns in every game of the season. They didn't find the end zone once against KC. Like, Kansas City caused two red zone turnovers. They made Dak fumble. Cowboys offense looked mortal. And now if you're the Cowboys, remember, they were, like, headed toward maybe a number one seed. They're going to be really shorthanded at receiver on Thanksgiving week. And all of a sudden, here come the Eagles. And, like, the NFL, just when you think you know anything about the NFL, anything, it's just completely a flip. The script gets flipped, and it's like, geez, do I really know anything? And, folks, I just cannot get over this Kansas City Chiefs defense. I mean, you look at the schedule now, and we do this all the time. Every Monday, it's one of the biggest podcasts of the week because you guys want to know what the reaction is. and The reaction is, like, every three weeks, everything changes radically. I mean, you know, the Cardinals were rolling, and then it's like, oh, they got a call Colt McCoy. And, well, Colt McCoy goes on the road and beats the 49ers. And then Colt McCoy gets crushed at home by the Panthers. And then Colt McCoy goes to Seattle and beats the Seahawks with a masterful game. And you're like, oh, now they get the bye. And then Kyler Murray, okay. And you got Aaron Rodgers complaining about his toe, the aforementioned Buffalo Bills. And just to go back to the Chiefs quickly. Like, they got Edwards Hilaire off of IR. And he had like, you know, 60 yards or whatever. But it was a new wrinkle that they can do. So Kansas City went from, in the span of, I don't know, five, six weeks from being offensive juggernaut that just keeps turning the ball over at an alarming rate and has no defense, to, oh, they now have a run game, Edwards, Hilaire, and Williams, and the defense is stopping people, and they are kind of Belichickian, if you will, because you remember Belichick, for those two decades, kept reinventing New England. They would be uh, game manager Tom Brady team. And then they went with the two tight ends that were just blowing away the league with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. And then they went, let's air it out with Randy Moss. and One of the highest scoring offenses the league has ever seen. Then we're going to be Corey Dillon in a ground attack. Uh, and then we're going to create this slot receiver thing with Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and um, uh, whoever the other smurfy white guys are that I keep forgetting. But like they kept changing and then they were a defensive team one year. And that's kind of what you have to do. I, I don't know if I've seen a team change three times in the span of two months, but, like, that's where we are. The Chiefs' offense right now, guys, is, is just not looking good. Mahomes, against largely the two deep safeties, could, could complete nothing. Um, but then again, on the other side, it was like Dak in the offense, once you take out Amari Cooper, no ability to stretch the field, and Lamb goes down, they didn't have one explosive pass the entire game against a Kansas City defense that couldn't stop anybody a month ago. And it just absolutely crazy. I want to end on um, one other note before we move on. The Buffalo Bills. Okay, I, you guys know I'm a Jets fan. And I loved during the good Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan days to say, oh, the Jets, Jets are the best team in New York. The Bills are the third best, as usual. Because, you know, since Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid left, the Bills were pretty much garbage. And then it was like, oh, they got Josh Allen. Oh, he's, he's no good. And then Josh Allen last year was basically the MVP of the league. He was incredible. And it was like, oh, we're set for another decade, and the Jets are screwed. You guys, yeah, we're going to run roughshod. And if you remember last year, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Chiefs twice, and then one to Arizona, and then one to Tennessee. They went 13-3 and in the regular season. And I remember looking at their schedule and saying, I, I can't find three losses this year. I can't, can't. Can you find four losses on the schedule? Folks, they're in danger of missing the playoffs. Buffalo Bills fans, I, take a deep breath. I know it's Thanksgiving week. You don't want the stress. They've lost three of five. They are now half a game back of the Patriots. Yes, the Patriots in the AFC East. They play them twice in the next five weeks. Okay. Josh Allen crumbled under pressure from the Colts. I think I saw a stat. He was pressured on eight of his 20 dropbacks in the first half and was a complete nightmare. Uh, As we've said, the Buffalo Bills have zero running game whatsoever. If the offensive line isn't clicking, it's really, really bad. And it just puts pressure on Allen to deliver. And listen, the weather wasn't great. They had a bunch of drops. And oh, now they have a short week and have to travel to New Orleans, which is coming off a butt-kicking of their own by a team that could run the football in the Eagles. So... Can Buffalo take advantage of that? Ooh, and you got to go to the Dome? Short week? Oh, that stinks. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, have fun with the Patriots. And after that, you just have to play Tom Brady in Tampa, which, you know, at the beginning of the season, this could be a Super Bowl preview. It's now going to be the Buffalo Bills fighting for their playoff lives. And I'm sure some Laker fans are like, Jay, you're 10 minutes into the pod. And you haven't mentioned LeBron James getting ejected for an elbow and a fight with Isaiah Stewart and Russell Westbrook squaring up. And Rob G., all I've got to say is, listen, I like the NBA. I had fun with those highlights. I saw them on Sunday night. But the NFL is just so bananas right now. I don't know how to make sense of it. And that's what the people want. you got to give them what they want, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I know people
8: wanted to see LeBron get his ass kicked. You know, anyone who's not a Laker <laughs> fan, they, they they didn't get it. They didn't get it. I mean— I will say kudos to Isaiah Stewart for actually looking like he was ready to throw hands. You know, unlike most NBA players these days, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I think Isaiah Stewart—if there was not nine guys in, in between him and LeBron—we would have seen some fisticuffs there. Um, <laughs> and
6: by the way, Lakers came back and won that. That's right, Anthony Davis. Uh, strong it was it was payback but for 2004. Yeah. After what they, but did. but Rob, you probably LeBron. were not paying uh, 2004. You were probably <laughs> not paying much attention to that since your Raiders are in as big of a funk as anybody right now. <laughs> and I spot-started your guy, Carr, thinking, oh, he'll take advantage of the Bengals secondary. And uh, Derek Carr looks like just a guy. He's a Jag right now. And I don't know really, uh, if there's as if there's a more lifeless team than my Jets right now, it's got to be your Raiders. What's going on with them? Have, there's, there's nothing. There's no energy, nothing. Well, I mean, for you to ask what's going on with them
8: tells me you haven't been reading the internets for like the last month or so. I mean, we had a, a coach embroiled in a misogynistic and racist email scandal we had a uh, defensive back pull a gun out on ig and and threaten to shoot a random fan and we oh had God. our star receiver actually kill somebody so oh you know the fact that we're even 500 at this point should be a minor victory i mean Derek carr for all of his faults you know that they're not a complete dumpster fire they're not the detroit lions at this point he deserves not only to be in the Pro Bowl, he should be at national holiday at this point, that we're even five and five.
9: These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then, use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash reach. That's linkedin.com slash reach to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
6: Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's Lucy c-o and use promo code fire at checkout also i have to read this disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical remember if you are interested in a better way to use nicotine visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code
9: fire These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then, use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash reach. That's linkedin.com slash reach to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: Speaking of the Detroit Lions, um, w- one of my few misses, it was a great Sunday in gambling, although I, I bricked on one thing. Um, Cleveland Browns, favor by 11. Um, Baker Mayfield shat his pants, basically, the entire second half. And I'm sorry, Kevin Stefanski, I just, PSA to Kevin Stefanski, you've got to sit Baker Mayfield. He can't make the throws, they were booing him off the field. You led 13-0, the offense went into a shell, Baker can't make any throws. I know it's in his non-throwing shoulder, but Baker really can't make basic throws. His whole body just seems wrecked, like why is he out there? Put Case Keenum out there. The Browns get lucky, hold on, win, but don't cover. And I had them in Survivor, by the way. Remember, I talked all week, Tennessee or Browns, Tennessee or Browns. And this is like, luckily, I did not pull the Tennessee lever. Tennessee gets smoked. Um, There's zero chance they're the best team in the AFC, despite having the best record. Um, We're down to 58, I think 57, 58 people in my Survivor League. And my buddy told me the winner gets $82,000. So this is like, I'm way into Survivor at this point, and I'll uh, probably talk every day this week about Week 12 in the NFL because, Robin, I don't know if you've looked at the schedule. It is absolutely brutal. There are no point spreads whatsoever over a touchdown, and the only big ones are Dallas and New England, and everybody and their moms use both of them, and I have as well. So, I, I mean, it could be like Chicago Bears in the Andy Dalton <laughs> versus uh, not even David Blau. What's a guy's name? Tim Boyle. Did you see any of that, Rob, by the way? I did not. I can honestly say I did not watch a minute of that game. Dude, I, I think he had deep into the fourth quarter like 75 passing yards. Detroit, wow. I, 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 they are an abomination. By the way, uh, since we're talking about abominations, yes, the Jets lost. Yes, I guaranteed victory. It was foolish. Whatever, I <laughs> what was wrong. Um, I, I, I just have to say the Jets... it's not all about this week or next week or last week. It's all about the 2022 draft. And right now, Rob G., the Jets have the second pick and the fifth pick in the draft, courtesy of Seattle losing to Arizona. And I was going to spend five minutes on the Seahawks, these pieces of human garbage who played like crap. Um, And and I had them in the contest for $4 million contest, which is dumb. I went two and two. I have the Giants tonight. Um, But I don't know, Rob. I like The Jamal Adams trade has to go down as an, a massive heist, does it not? Jamal Adams, in the fourth quarter, gets beat for a touchdown that would ice the game for Arizona. But then they ruled Christian Kirk, kind of bobbled it, no touchdown. So it's third down and goal. And what is Colt McCoy? When Colt McCoy's targeting you, you got problems. And he targets Zach Ertz, who's in coverage by Jamal Adams. And Jamal Adams basically tackles him during the pass, pass interference. Arizona scores on the next play. That's a wrap. And the Seahawks season is over. There is no playoffs. Rob, listen, I don't know what's going on with Pete Carroll. They do not look good at all. They can't move the football. They went from having DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, and Tyler Lockett to no offense whatsoever. They can't move the ball. And I don't, I mean, I know all the talk is Russ leaving, but like, does Pete Carroll really want to come back to this when USC has no head coach right now? Uh, James Franklin's kind of stumbling here at the end of the season. I, I, I really think my Pete Carroll take from a month ago could be on point. Like, do you see Pete Carroll returning in Seattle? Something's wrong there.
8: This is a situation where even if he wants to come back, he can't. All right. Because we already saw last season, the last offseason, excuse me, that Russell Wilson's upset. Russell Wilson wants more say. Russell Wilson wants to have input on the decisions. And Pete Carroll notoriously is not that kind of guy. He's a player's coach, but he's not a player's coach in that regard. So once this season started to tailspin, there, there's a decision that got to be made by John Schneider. It's either trade Russ, get your three first rounders and your fourth or whatever it is you're going to get, build a new and hope Pete Carroll's on board with it, or... Pete Carroll has to go, and you just appease Russell Wilson in every way possible yeah. because how, what are the chances you're going to find another franchise quarterback?
6: It's funny. A lot of Seattle people are saying, Russ doesn't want to be there. We should trade him. And it's like, I, I, I know, like okay, he's a Hall of Famer. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, greatest player in franchise history. All that stuff. I just still think the idea of trading him without having someone waiting in the wings is asinine. I don't know how you can pivot on the fly. But you got to give this one last chance, don't you? Russ, Metcalf, and Lockett, what are you,
8: blowing that up? Well, here's the thing. You just mentioned it uh, two minutes ago. The Jamal Adams trade was such a debacle for them that they gave up their first-round picks. You know, they do have Russ, they got Metcalf, they got Lockett, and not a whole heck of a lot else. I don't think the offensive line is very good. Chris Carson is okay, but, you know, I don't think he's anything to write home about. And that defense has fallen off the proverbial cliff. So... They have a lot of holes up and down that roster. And if you want to remake it in any kind of way, if you want to have some sustained success, then your best asset is to just trade Russell Wilson and hope you can rebuild that way. But yeah. the problem is Seattle is not Detroit. Seattle is not, you know, the Jets, sorry, the Raiders for me, you know, like they're they're not a, a team that is used to being mediocre. They, I think they haven't, missed the playoffs since Russell Wilson has been there, right? Something like that. And so, I don't know if the fan base is really going to be on board with a total
6: rebuild like that. It, I mean, they were going to... One go, of them has remember to go. when they got Russ? They were going to do a total rebuild. They got like a backup quarterback from the Packers. Matt Flynn. Who, Matt Flynn, thank you. He had like an awesome game, week 17 game, or we, I guess week 16 back in the day. And he had like 400 yards, five touchdowns, and then Seattle went out and signed him. But like, a month later, they drafted Russ in the third round. And, like, they were supposed to move on from Hasselbeck, and there was a lot of questions. It can be tough. And they lucked into Russ, and they never looked back. Well, they going to have to pull a rabbit out of a hat again. I don't know that that's duplicatable, is that, if that's even a word. Um, I really would love to go through every game. Like, can I just complain that Aaron Rodgers is a whiny little B.I.? <laughs> like, after he was friggin' amazing. I mean, he was great in that game. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but a lot of touchdowns, many, many yards. Should have won the game, but his defense couldn't get a stop, and we knew that was going to happen. Vikings were very live there. And he's complaining about his toe after the game, Rob. Like, dude, what, what are you talking about? Immobile? I, I, I just don't get it. I, I mean, I'm sure he's injured, and the toe's not fun, and I'm sure people are going to DM me on the IG. Jason, you have no idea with the toe. I get it. Look at how amazing he was with the busted toe. Okay, they lost another offensive lineman. Rams come to town this week. Interesting game. Stafford, it's a big one for him. And now he knows that stadium well from playing with the Lions forever. Um I don't think the cold weather is going to bother him. But this is a big huge game for Stafford and the Rams. Um I don't know, Rob. What did we really did I miss anything that I really wanted to hit on? Oh, oh, last thing before we get to best bet for Monday night football. Um I feel like for four straight Mondays, we've been asking, maybe five. So who's the MVP leader? And I, I had some notes that I'm jotting down as I'm watching Sunday Night Football. I'm like MVP leader. And then you're like, well, Josh Allen is definitely not going to win the MVP. Um, Lamar Jackson misses a game. Ravens survive. Kyler Murray hurt again. Um, Aaron Rodgers was great, but lost. Uh, and then you, I, I think I wrote down in all caps, you can't win or lose the MVP in week 11. And then I wrote down Jonathan Taylor, who had five touchdowns. My son took a brutal, brutal fantasy loss where he was the second highest scoring team in the league. And he faced the, the highest scoring team, which had Jonathan Taylor. And it was like, you can have an amazing day play amazing, put up huge numbers, and still lose because of a 50-burger from Jonathan Taylor. Here's the problem with the Jonathan Taylor as MVP nod. He's only getting incredible because the offensive line has gotten healthy. Do you remember at the start of the season, the offensive line was missing the left tackle. Fisher was coming off the injury. Nelson was banged up. They had questions all over the line. Well, guess what? We're now past the midway point of the season. The offensive line is supremely healthy, although Nelson did go down in the third. I'll have to check his situation because he's obviously huge to that offensive line. And they're just bullying people and blowing them off the ball, and Jonathan Taylor is putting up ridiculous numbers. I I can't give an MVP to a guy who's behind an incredible offensive line, at least Right now I can't. I'm sure people will say, well, what about, so what does that, eliminate every running back ever? Well, not really. I mean, LaDainian Tomlinson did a lot of damage through the air and didn't really, I mean, I have to check. Like, I don't think he had historically great offensive lines with the Chargers, but Taylor's been incredible. Maybe he would be, like, offensive player of the year, but the MVP has to be a quarterback, guy, I think. Um, And the problem is, like, I keep coming back to Brady and Rodgers. I, I I know some people are going to say, "What about Kirk Cousins? You, Twenty-one touchdowns, two picks. That's the best TD to interception in the league." Okay, um, they might miss the playoffs. You know, I know it's been some dumb luck, and you can't hold that against them. But I, I mean, who's you going to win the MVP and you didn't even make the playoffs? Um, I think Dak could be hurting uh, if they don't have Lamb again and Cooper. Uh, I don't want to hear Josh Allen's name again. Honestly, I don't. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a lot of work to do given this, uh, the turnovers he's had this season. And like he's been amazing and the bar is super high for him. So it's just going to be tough. I don't know, Rob. I- I'm almost burnt out of the MVP discussion, if that even makes sense. Because there's nobody who's separated themselves. Kind of like the teams where there's no dominant team. That's fair.
8: I mean, I will say that it's a little bit not even disappointing because I think you're right in that in the nfl there is not a single player i don't care if it's aaron donald who i think is the best player in football who is more valuable than any quarterback like you know jonathan taylor who i think is fantastic who let me just read you his his uh
3: do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of tejano
8: 185 and four touchdowns, 116 and a touchdown, 172, two touchdowns, sit off day, 70 and another touchdown, 107 and a touchdown, 145, two touchdowns. I mean, this guy has been on an absolute tear since October. So kudos to him, and and he deserves all the accolades he's been getting, and, and he deserves to be mentioned at least in the MVP race. Cooper Cup having arguably the greatest receiving season in NFL history, at least statistically. Does not belong in the in the MVP discussion. So,
6: what about Debo Samuel? Did you see he turned into a running back? Uh, I did see my that. fantasy team because um, I started 49ers, Jeff Wilson Jr. So yet. that hurt. Oh, you have Wilson. Yeah, I mean Wilson had nineteen carries, Um, but Debo like they're not throwing to him now, so he's running. I mean, I, he he's been, he's had an incredible season right there with Cup. I think he was second in the league in receiving yards, and then had like one catch Sunday. Um, by the way, Niners, remember I talked openly last week, ooh, I would love Jacksonville to get a seven. Luckily, it didn't go to seven because I would have lost a lot of money on the Jags. Um, 49ers look pretty good. It's weird, man. The, the, the I, This extra week and this extra playoff team has just added a ton of great drama to the league, Rob. I know people hated it and the players don't like it, but the excitement and the addition of so many more teams into the mix, like you can go on a four game. I think, didn't the Colts start 0-4?
8: Something like that, one yeah. and three, one, yeah, either one of those, yeah. yeah. And
6: now they've turned it around and they're right back in the mix. They're six and five and they're in the hunt for a playoff spot. I mean, the Browns have been bad. The Steelers have a tie. Like, the Bengals went through a losing streak. Like, adding a 17th game means that really nobody's out of it. We had talked about when the Titans won against the Colts, they swept the Colts, I think. And after the second one, it was like, oh, the division's sewn up. Well, Derrick Henry gets hurt. Uh, the Tennessee offense is going into the tank like they cannot move the football guys Jul- Julio Jones on the IR um AJ Brown I think got hurt in that game and you look up and it's like 190 Houston and Tennessee just not built to come back I don't know how they can salvage this Adrian Peterson ain't the guy just so you know um so I like I don't even know if the, I mean we talked about the Titans being the number one seed schedule is favorable I'm not putting I'm not saying there's any layups now for anybody in this league. Really, I mean the Texans are winning? Uh the Titans have lost to the Jets and the Texans? I, like this league is just it's crazy. I mean the Baltimore Ravens are 7 and 3. Rob, plus 17 point differential. That's it. So, I mean they're winning. I still can't believe they pulled off that game in Chicago, but I digress. All right, let's get to the uh is there anything we missed, Rob? Uh speaking of I, Derek we didn't you mention Cam Newton? I mean They lost, so not a big deal. I mean, Did you see the quotes from the coach after the game? Like, uh, you know, Cam's our starter, but he didn't really have a firm grasp on the two-minute drill. We worked on a lot of stuff. We didn't really work on that. I mean, I'm paraphrasing Matt Rule. And if you're wondering why Carolina had the ball twice in the final four minutes, sputtered on fourth down, it was because Cam just didn't really know what he was doing. He threw short of the sticks on one and then took a sack on the other. Dude, veteran quarterback? Those are two basic... Basic fourth down plays. Can't throw short of the sticks, cannot eat a sack. Yeah, but he also doesn't know the playbook yet. He's been there for a week. Well, so what do, you, do you turn to P.J. Walker? No. With, with four just, minutes
8: left? It, it's not like, you know, Odell because he can play because he's a receiver only has to know X a number of plays. If you're a quarterback, you have to know all the plays, you know would, all the audibles, have, all the checks. I would and just,
6: run a, uh, what do they call Wildcat with McCaffrey. Oh, that would have been nice. Gotta be I, look, honestly, Cam throwing the ball, man. I will be fading Carolina if he has to throw the ball this much again. Um, they did They did pretty well. Taylor Heineke, by the way, was the best quarterback on the field in that game. Agree? Taylor Heineke can play a little bit. Dude, he, he had a really solid game against a good Panthers defense. All right, we've prattled on long enough. Um, let's do the best bet here.
2: Are you an architect, contractor, or engineer looking for more knowledge about energy efficiency? Here's your opportunity to fuel your future pg and energy centers offer more than 500 free online classes. Get practical insights, continuing education credits, and prepare for a range of certifications. From industry experts through live webinars or over 80 on-demand classes, enroll at pge.com training. That's pge.com training.
4: Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
0: Find a forest near you and start exploring at
5: discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
4: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our imagination.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
6: Rob, I I, I almost would gloss over this game, but I already told you guys I took it plus 11 in the contest. And the logic is eh, kind of sound. Giants, as we know, better on the road than they are at home. And I cannot get over the Tom Brady winless, uh, I'm sorry, winless against the spread in prime time in his last like nine games. I don't know if it's the whole bedtime thing. Uh, ha, ha, ha. He's 44 and old. Saquon's back. Um, I these primetime games just get a little crazy. And remember, the the Giants went to KC and covered the spread. 11 is a big number. Now, Tampa does murder teams at home. Uh, They're going to be without um, Antonio Brown again, no Gronk again. I don't know what's up with Godwin. I think the Giants can cover 11, Rob. Now, the last time I had one of these big underdogs, it was San Fran Rams. You told me I was a buffoon. Are you taking Tampa, giving 11 points?
8: Yes, in this situation, I am. Ooh. I feel like this is one of those games where uh, Tampa's going to try to send a message. Um, as funny as it sounds, with Saquon being back, he's supposed to be back, I believe, tonight with uh, New York. Yeah, I, I'd like their offense a little bit less because I feel like they, they just kind of run him up the middle, run him up the middle, and he's good for a one-yard gain, negative two, two-yard gain, one-yard gain. And, and then, then a pop, big splash Then play. like a 60. And I don't think you'll be able to get that again to the Bucks front. So I, I like uh, Tampa to win going away.
6: Interesting nugget. If I am in the NFC East, right? Dallas was running away with the division. Now they're all banged up. They lose. They look bad. Okay, two of the last three weeks they've looked pretty bad. They look bad against the Broncos, and then now the Eagles have won two in a row. Washington's won two in a row, and the Giants are coming off a win. Giants get to four and six, and if you look at the Cowboys' schedule, they have a lot of games in the division to close out the season. All of a sudden, if the Giants can steal a win here, I don't want to say they're in the mix to win the division or anything, but you do have some questions. Like Dallas, final five games, they play Washington twice. Giants, Eagles, Cardinals at the Saints. And you're like, oh, if Dallas can stumble here, and Rob, as we've said for the entire podcast anybody at this juncture can stumble i don't i have no confidence in anyone i don't see why washington can't kind of one of those rally the troops games show up get a couple good plays from danny dimes on the road and maybe steal a win in tampa Hmm. i mean tampa just went to washington and did not look good brady early turnovers i mean today got beat by taylor heineke i could argue that the giants have better weapons offensively than washington did I mean, Terry McLaurin's a superstar, but, you know, Galladay, Barkley, the kid Kadarius, Tony should be back. Like, I think the Giants could be live here. That secondary for Tampa is not very good. Look, you know, I hate
8: Tom Brady more than almost anybody this side of Rob Parker and Max Kellerman, but he does not have multiple bad games in a row. He just doesn't. So I'm not expecting another multi-turnover game from Tom. I'm expecting him to... You know, three hundred plus three
6: touchdowns, and I like I said, I think Tampa one's going away. See, here's the lo- why I hate that logic. I said that about Russell Wilson, and I bet <laughs> Seattle this past weekend. They they were coming off a shutout. Russ has never lost three games in a row in his career, or two, or whatever the number is, and they got destroyed. And Russell Wilson looks, I don't, he don't look like a top ten quarterback now. He's coming off the injury, but damn, Rob, this league is. Oof, love it. And, and listen, NBA got a little crazy over the weekend. We, we couldn't touch on it here because it's all football. By the way, Michigan State gets their doors blown off. Michigan-Ohio State, big game this week. Harbaugh. Like, if college football is getting to the point. I mean, Alabama's looking very sketchy. Struggled big time against Arkansas. Like, Cincinnati finally with a big win. Cincinnati, Rob, is getting to that playoff. I know
5: you're feeling I hope
6: so. I hope
8: so. You know, I'm a big Bearcats fan nowadays. Obviously. i I love, yes, I love yes. to see chaos, and I'd love to see them get in and, you know, put a scare into Georgia. I don't know if they'd win, but I'd love to see them put wait, a scare. Wait, wait, Georgia,
6: you it. don't think they'd be the three seed? No. Oh, well, we got to see what happens with Alabama and Georgia in the uh, SEC title game. Right. I think, but, uh, I think Ohio, State, Ohio State gets by Michigan. Yeah, I think Ohio it's State. It's not too. all over yet. Uh, anyways. All right, folks,
7: thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. Thunderstruck. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com, Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama.
1: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying, a, a podcast. podcast.
2: Welcome to Locatora Radio, Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're
1: falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places. We've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments,
2: correspondence, and a brand new sound.
1: Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award winning singer songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people,